So Achav gathered all the people, and he gathered the prophets of the Baal to Mount Carmel. And here comes this most powerful story. Every time I read it, I get emotional, and I've read it many times. It's, uh, we read it each year in the Haftorah. Eliyahu approached all the people, and he said, Ad for how long are you skipping between two branches? If God is God, follow him. And if the Baal is God, follow him. You cannot hold onto two faiths simultaneously. The people did not answer him a word because they didn't get it. They didn't understand this principle of exclusivity. I could have many gods. I could have a pagan cult alongside the worship of the true God. Elio said to the people, I alone remain a prophet to Hashem. And the Baal prophets are 450 people. Let them give us to me and to them. In other words, each side will have a bull. And let them choose one bull for themselves and cut it up and place it on the wood of the altar. But let them not place fire on the altar. And I also will prepare one bull and place it on the wood. And I too will not place the fire on the altar. We will prepare two bull offerings on two separate altars without fire. You will call in the name of your God and I will call in the name of the Lord. And the God who responds with fire that burns up the offering, he is the true God. And the entire nation responded and said, Good. That sounds like a, a good proof. So Elio tells the Baal prophets, you choose one ox. According to tradition, they chose two twin oxen that nobody can say any of them had a different background. They both grew up the exact same way, etc. And prepare it first, as you are the many, and call in the name of your God, but do not place fire on the altar. He suggests that the prophets of the Baal, the Baal choose their bull first in order to prevent any later claim on their part that his offering was accepted because he selected a particular animal. They took the bull that he gave them and they prepared their altar and offering. What happened? Why did he give it to them? So according to tradition, none of the bulls wanted to go over to that side. The angel that protects them said, why should we be sacrificed to the Baal? And Elio had to go coerce the Baal, to coerce the ox. And what he said is, through my bull and through you, God will be honored by you not being sacrificed. In other words, by the, by the fire not coming on you and the fire coming on mine, the, the miracles will happen. And God, God's name will be sanctified. They called in the name of the Baal from the morning until noon. Just shrieking. I could imagine the scene. Abal anenu. Baal, answer us. Ve'en kol ve'en one. And they're talking to the wall. There's no voice and there's no response. They skipped about the altar that they prepared, jumping, dancing, who knows what they were doing. It was at noon. And Elio mocked them and said, Call in a loud voice. Ki Elohimu, because he's a god. He was suggesting that maybe he's, I don't know, the Baal's very busy, and he's in, the, he's in a conversation. He's busy. 
And he's also on his way. Maybe he cannot hear you. Maybe he's sleeping. And he'll awaken. So they totally didn't get the irony. They start screaming in a loud voice and they cut themselves according to their practice in self-flagellation or ecstasy with swords and spears until blood spilled on them. Well, it was when the noon had passed and they prophesied declaring that according to their prophecy, they must wait until the time of offering up the afternoon offering. There's no voice, no respondent, no listener. They're not talking to anybody. Elio says to the people, approach me. And all the people approached him. He repaired, he repaired the destroyed altar of the Lord. This was an ancient altar of Hashem on that site, dating back to the period when it was permitted to offer sacrifices on altars outside the temple. According to other opinions, the reason he repaired this is because he just built an altar and the prophets of the Baal ruined it with their crazy leaps. Elio took 12 stone, stones to reconstruct the altar according to the numbers of the tribe of the son of Jacob to whom was the word of the Lord saying, Israel shall be your name. Basically, Jacob's name was changed to Israel and corresponding to the 12 children of Jacob, he, he took 12 stones. He built the stones into an altar in the name of Hashem, and he made a trench encompassing an area as large as a field required to grow two sa'af seed around the altar, quite a, a substantial amount, larger than the dunam. He arranged the wood, and he cut the bowl in pieces and placed it on the wood. He said, fill four jugs with water and pour the water on the burnt offering and on the wood underneath the offering. He said, do it a second time. They did it a second time. Do it a third time. And he did, they did it a third time. The water went around the altar. He also filled the trench with water. It was at the time of offering the, up the afternoon offering that Elijah the prophet approached and he said, Hashem, Elokei Avraham Yitzchak Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Jacob. Hayom Yuvada, today it will be known, Ki Ata Elokim Yisrael, that you are the God amongst the Jews. Vani Avdecha, and I am your servant. Uvidvarcha Sisi, and I have followed your word and done all these things. Aneni Hashem Aneni, answer me, my God, answer me. Ve'yedu Amazan, this nation shall finally know, Ki Ata Hashem Elokim, you are the God. And it is you who have turned their hearts back and brought them back. And what he's also saying is, you, um, you pushed them away. You didn't show your miracles. You're, you didn't show as much enticement to them as the Baal gods. You could have revealed yourself more. Vatipol esh Hashem, fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering, the wood, the stones, the dirt, and even vaporized the water that was in the trench. All the people saw and they fell on their face in astonishment and said, Hashem hu Elohim, Hashem hu Elohim. Those are the words we scream out at the end of Yom Kippur. The Lord is the true God. The Lord is the true God. Eliyahu Anabi said, now that you have seen the truth about these so-called prophets, seize the prophets of the Baal. Let no man of them escape. They seized them. And Elijah took them down to the Kishon stream and slaughtered them there. Elijah said to Ahav, who had been present at the ceremony, Rise, eat, and drink. You may now return to your house, for there is the sound of the rumble of rain. Achav rose to eat and drink, and Elio ascended to the peak of the Carmel. He bent, he knelt to the ground, and he put his face between his knees. 
to concentrate. After a while, he said to his lad, get up now, higher up the mountain, and look towards the sea. He went up and looked and he said, there's nothing, I do not see anything. He said, return and see if a cloud of any sort is approaching. This was repeated seven times. It was the seventh time that the servant said, behold, a small cloud, like a man's hand, is ascending from the sea. Eliyahu Nabi said, go up and say to Ahav, harness your chariot and descend so that the rain will not stop you. Travel quickly so that you will not be delayed by the coming rain. It was until this and until that, by the time they had harnessed the horses, the heavens had darkened with clouds and, sun and wind, signaling the end of the drought, and there was a great rain. Achav managed to ride, and he went to Yisrael, the winter palace of the kings of Israel. The hand of the Lord was upon Elio, and he was imbued with great strength. And he girded his loins, he tied his, he tied his belt, and he ran before Achav until the entrance of Yisrael with supernatural strength. He ran ahead of the galloping horses, horses to escort Achav all the way to his house. This was to show his power and respect to the king. Why did he deserve respect? Some opinions say that maybe because he was present when all the prophets of Baal were slaughtered and he did nothing, even though his wife supported them.